Hello and welcome to another episode of SEL Rockstars. I'm Sandy Tarantino and I wanted to give a shout out to the main demographic who listens to my podcast and that is Teacher's Moms. If you are listening to my podcast because your child is on it, well, good on you, Mom. You did a great job because the people I've talked to have been great human beings and uh, really good educators. So thank you for listening. Today, uh, this is a really interesting conversation. This is my first volunteer to come on the show. Kelly Courier is a fifth grade math science teacher at Eblen Intermediate, and she's done a lot of the work. Um, actually, she's taken a lot of the work of Brene Brown and translated it into something that's really usable for her fifth graders and other grades before that. So I started this conversation like I usually do by asking about how Kelly got into teaching. Well, I got into teaching. I'm the oldest of four kids and I just always wanted to be a teacher. I tried to, <laughs> to make them play school all the time. So you were the boss of them oh. and you were like, how can I take this into my professional yeah. life? How can I take this to the next level? Yes. <laughs> how can I gain control over more humans? Mm -hmm. No. And I was, um, so I was driving everyone around, oldest of four kids, making, trying to get everyone to do what I wanted them to do trying to play school, read books. Um, I just loved it. And I found Brene Brown through this podcast that I heard and I loved um, everything she said. So I started reading all of her books mm -hmm. and I realized that this information is information I needed when I was a kid, not in my thirties. Okay. So, um, so that year I was teaching third grade. Uh, I remember one of my teammate said what is your theme for the classroom and I said I haven't even been in the classroom <laughs> so I don't know and I said what are some of the science standards I'd like the theme to be something related to the standard I decided I wanted my theme to be <laughs> I'm just like we've been talking a couple of my friends I've been talking about like the elementary like the elementary teachers it could be like a bad sorority where there's like this I yes, it, it, silent judgment of like, oh, your theme is that okay. It's, it's perfectionism. Yeah, shame drives perfectionism. All of these things I found out when I was reading all this Brene Brown stuff, and then I was starting. I had this language now, and so I could see the things that were happening, and I could start naming them. And then instead of like just getting irritated about it I could put a name to it and start working through what was happening and I was like wait a second I needed this skill when I was a kid all right give me an example of how that. that how did that manifest in your school in your classroom what was going on so I so I made my theme braving the wilderness and everyone just thought it was a camping theme which was fine with me but it was actually one of Brene Brown's books braving the wilderness and it's just like it's based in grounded confidence, uh, and that's just, um, I'm going to forget all of her definitions and stuff. Um, just standing alone, the ability to stand alone in a place that feels scary, or to go into the wilderness. The wilderness is unknown. It's anything that we don't know. We don't know the outcome, but we know that it's something we need to do anyway. Having a hard conversation, um, receiving feedback. So I decided that was my theme for the year. I put it on the bulletin board and everything. And um, <laughs> every day at um, K 
calendar time, meeting time, whatever, we would have a discussion about it. We would discuss the characters in the book and related to the um, different vocabulary that I was teaching them based on Brene Brown's research. And what I found is that all of her language, all of her definitions, they don't even need to be modified for students. Some of the examples, maybe. Um, so I taught them all of the language that she used. I taught them the difference between shame and guilt. And it was a very rough year at first. There were fights, kids flipped desks. By the end of the year, they were um, working out their problems on their own. I remember one time I dropped the kids off at Spanish and these two boys were, they didn't go in the class. And I was like, boys, what are you doing? Get into class. And they were like, Miss Courier, we are working out a problem that happened at recess. <laughs> And I was like, okay, never mind. I'll let you get, to, I'll let you get to it. And then so later, I said, hey guys, would you mind sharing your com, you know, the conflict that you've solved? And they shared with everybody. So um, at first, at the beginning of the year, no one wanted to share. Everything was hush hush. There were kids coming in and just like offloading onto everybody else. We learned what offloading was. We learned different um, offloading strategies. Okay, you have to. I have to stop you here because I okay. don't know what offloading is. Tell me, teach me. Uh -oh, now you're pretend frozen. I'm a third grader and t teach me what offloading is. So offloading is when you have these really hard emotions that you don't want to feel. So you offloading is a way to get rid of them. So there's numbing. So you numb your emotions with like junk food or zoning out on TV or um, scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is these days. Um, all strategies that adults use, and if you pay attention, kids use them as well. There's um, bouncing, um, where you have all these really tough emotions that you don't want to feel that are probably put on you by someone older, bigger, stronger than you, mm -hmm. and you don't want to feel it. So you bounce it to someone else. So if someone at home in the morning was yelling at me, screaming at me, I can't really fight back because they're older than me or bigger than me. So I take that all that frustration and stuff to school and I find a smaller kid and I bounce it to them. Okay. And so um, when I taught that, when I introduced them to that idea, this one boy who'd been just like grouchy and mean to everybody all year, he mm -hmm. goes, Miss Courier, I think I'm bouncing. And wow. I said, can you tell us more about that? And he said, yeah, my brother is really mean to me at home and he's bigger than me, so I can't really fight him back. So I come here and then I just yell at people here. And I was like, wow. And someone was like, yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> like, but they're third grade. So like, right. not in a mean way, but they're just open to say like, yeah, wow. that you're right. That's what you do. You, you built a better man with that. Yeah, it was amazing. And so like, that was later in the year, obviously, we couldn't have conversations like that at the beginning of the year, we would talk about these ideas with the book characters. Oh, look at this character. This character seems like a bully. What do we know about bullies? Usually bullies are really hurt. They're mm. actually hurt people. And if you pay attention in literature and stories, usually the bully, you find out later in the book that they really have this sad thing that happened to them. Mm. Like the case of um, uh, Because of When Dixie, 
that book. Oh, yeah. There's some mean girl. I can't remember her name in it. But we talked about that and how she's so mean in the book. But then later you find out some trauma that she's been through. Mm -hmm. And so we start to understand that really the bully, the bad person, probably had something done to them. Mm -hmm. Hurt people hurt people. Yes, exactly. There's all, oh, there are also in the offloading strategy stockpiling, and that's where you stuff your, all your feelings down. So we have these bad feelings. We don't want to feel them. So we stuff them down and stockpile them until they come out in our body in some kind of way, like a rash or a headache or a stomach ache. Um, that happens to the boy in Tiger Rising. Um, oh, I haven't read that. Oh, it's so good. The movie. Is it? The movie, not so much, but the book is amazing. And the book is a perfect, we made, I think we even read it that year. Yeah, we did because we had a student teacher as well and we gave it to him for his going away gift. Um, But that, like the boy in that, he develops this rash after his mother dies and his dad is like, no more crying about it. It won't bring her back. And Mm. he develops this rash that won't go away. And the kids were like, Miss Courier, he's stockpiling. (laughs) I was like, yes, he is. He is stockpiling. And as soon as he like lets all of his emotions out at the end of the book and tells his dad like what he really thinks, his rash goes away. Mm. Another part of that is the anger iceberg that I- Right, that's on my notes. On my back Um, of the envelope I used it for preparation. Yes. Well, so the fourth offloading strategy is called a chandeliering. And uh, Brene talks about that idea. Her husband is a pediatrician. And so he they they use the term chandeliering when someone has pain so terrible that if you barely touch it, they leap out of their skin like as high as a chandelier. So it with our feelings and emotions, we it's kind of like stockpiling. We push all these emotions down, push things down. I'm fine. Nothing bothers me until one little thing happens. And then you explode on everyone. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that at school a yeah. thousand times. Like, why did that kid freak out about not having a pencil? Well, right. because a thousand other things are going on. So the kids, I mean, they recognize that in themselves too. And I would say, you know, if someone does this thing, just remember, it's probably not about you. It's probably stuff that we don't even know about that they're going through. Yeah. Um, we also created the poster, The Anger Iceberg, which kind of goes, it all, the reason it's hard to really teach this as a series of lessons is because it's all so interconnected. So The Anger Iceberg is um, just, I just did a simple drawing of an iceberg on big chart paper and with the water line way at the top. So what we normally see, you know, you see like 10% of the iceberg or whatever, right. and then the rest is underwater. Um, the top of the iceberg that we see is anger. And so we talked like, we know that people who are angry or that seem angry, there's probably something else going on, just like the bullies that we've read about in the stories. And um, Brene also says that anger's main job is to cover up other emotions because anger in our country our society is viewed as tough whereas like being uncomfortable being frustrated um not feeling like you're enough those are signs of weakness so in our country anger not that it's rewarded but at least you're seen as being tough right it's an an acceptable um, currency Right. Whereas saying, I don't understand, or 
this doesn't make sense to me or I'm, I'm feeling hurt, those are not necessarily accepted. Um, so I explained this idea to them. I said, you, are there any feelings that like when you get angry, what is actually going on inside? And they were like, well, sometimes I feel frustrated and I don't know what to do. So I just yell at my sister or sometimes I feel like no one sees me. And so I get angry. So we talked about all these different feelings and I put them on the, um, the poster. I'll have to send you a picture of it. Yes, please. And it was just kind of like a living um, poster that we were that we just added words to when we would read a story, they would come up with a word, they came up with betrayed. I mean, it was kind of amazing the words that third graders came up with to go in this poster. What did you just say the trade? Betrayed? Oh, betrayed. Okay. Someone said, sometimes I feel betrayed. That's pretty good for third grade. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So they came up with all these different words and we would always refer back to it. I ended up putting it in my calm zone. And so, which was another thing I had to teach very explicitly, like this is what the calm zone is for. These are the times you would go to the calm zone. These are the things that you do when you're there. And I will be honest with you, I thought it would be a disaster <laughs> and that they would just go back there to avoid work Never once did anyone go to avoid work. I went back there a few times myself after a PLC meeting. And I remember the first time they were like, shh, 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 she's going to the calm zone. <laughs> and I, they were like, she's going to the calm zone. And I went back there and I, whatever, I had some list of questions pulled directly from Brene, like, what do I feel in my body? What do I feel in my head? You know, what are the thing? What is the story I'm making up? I thought I felt angry. Instead, I feel blank. And they would use the iceberg to fill that out. I thought I was angry. Now I think I'm overwhelmed or whatever mm. it is. Because I found if you say you're angry, you're a thousand percent just going to be angry. You're just going to stay angry. And the stories you're telling yourself are just going to keep looping over and over about how angry you are. Mm. Instead, if you can say, I'm feeling overwhelmed, then you can start working through that overwhelm. You say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. These are the things that are overwhelming me. You can start breaking it down with, I mean, third grade, you need some help breaking that down. But if you can't even say that you're overwhelmed, then yeah, no you one can't can access what's really going on. Yeah. If you don't have language. Right. For it. right. So, um, a lot of teachers, when they couldn't handle a student, would bounce their kid to another class. Mm -hmm. And they quite frequently got bounced to my room. So I would be in the middle of math or something, and some angry kid would just come in the door. <laughs> Great. <laughs> cool. Well, why don't you come over here? So I would say, hey, come on over here. You know, I, and I would always say, you are not in trouble with me. I'm not mad at you. I don't even know what happened. Because... Mm -hmm. The last thing they need is someone else yelling, barking at them. Mm. So I would bring them over to the calm zone and I would say, hey, listen. And I would point at anger and I would say, is this how you're feeling? And they were like, yes, I'm so mad right now. I would say, all right, cool. Well, listen, I'm teaching math. I need to go check on the kids. I want you to look at the bottom of this and maybe find like one word that sticks out to you. Every single time I did that, I would go, you know, help kids with math or whatever come back and they like physically were like this. <sighs> I feel really frustrated. 
every single time. They're, but so their they're shoulders just, drop, their breathing slows down. Yes. And they, it like came into focus. This is what, and they could say, I feel frustrated because we're doing math and I didn't understand what was going on. So I threw my notebook off the table and the teacher sent me in here. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. Now we can fix the problem here. So what all of this, there was a whole lot more to it than that. Those were just like the top things. We had all these great discussions. Um, but what I noticed was that like in math or in reading, kids started helping each other and they started asking for help. Whereas before they were like too, there was too much shame. They were not going to ask for help or admit they needed help. You know, those kids that just stay quiet and then mm -hmm. never never grow at all. Mm -hmm. So I had this one kid, I remember on the first day of school, I said, hey, put your first name and last name on your paper. And he said, well, how do I spell my last name? And I was like, wow, this is going to be a very interesting year. Mm -hmm. So that kid was an EC kid. And I remember at the end of the year, I had to meet for an IEP or whatever. And his teacher said, what did you do this year? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, I've never seen a student grow this much. He grew x amount of points on whatever scale i don't know what it was she said no one i've never seen that before what did you do and i said i just taught them how to work together i taught them how to build relationships and ask for help mm. and that's all i didn't do anything more with the curriculum and i think we were saying earlier like maybe before you start a recording that that has to come first the curriculum is just secondary to all of this and we forget that. I think we were saying that. That's the idea of, um, I think that was something that COVID snapped into focus was that uh, mm -hmm. it, our most important job isn't the curricula. It's it's really the person building, the durable skills. Um, it, and then like, the rest actually comes. It does. It's it kind does. of amazing. Yeah, it is kind of. When you put language to it, then you're able to talk about it and under like organize your thoughts you know the thoughts that usually spin out of control mm -hmm. yeah so I think language would be top I mean language is in all of it so it's really and, language it's not it's not a bunch of yeah. ten poles it's language yeah I think it is language wow this was really powerful Kelly Thank you for that. You're the first person who has said, I want to be on the podcast. Everyone else has been someone I've extorted into being on the Sam podcast. Was, Sam was like, would you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, yes, I would like to be on a podcast. That's amazing. Did you notice how I learned how to fade out my audio this week? I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, thanks again to Kelly for coming in. I think the big takeaway from that for me was about offloading. I think that's really easy for kids to understand. Um, and then the four behaviors that we use when we're trying to offload hard emotions. Um, I hope that's useful to you. I'm gonna post some links to Brene Brown. Kelly also shared her slideshow and an image of the anger iceberg. So I'm gonna post those as well at the bottom of the podcast. Have a great week and thanks for listening. And thanks again to all those moms out there.